0: Missouri flips another offensive lineman from the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Two safeties for the Tigers really showed out against Central Michigan. And, oh, by the way, the fan experience at Furrow Field left a lot to be desired, at least from my perspective. So I want to get to all of that right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are locked on Mizzou. Your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And what is happening, all you true sons and daughters? Yes, I'm giving this another shot on YouTube. If you're watching me, hey, how you doing? If you're a new listener, a new viewer of this program, great to have you here. I'm John Miller. I'm basically just a guy who grew up in this area, loving Tiger football and basketball, went to the journalism school, and now I'm lucky enough to get to talk about one of my passions Every single day, five days a week. So I'm really thrilled that all of you are here to join me today. Obviously, the big news from just the last couple of days, Missouri once again has stolen an offensive lineman from the Nebraska Cornhuskers. And, well, if you've seen Nebraska the first couple of weeks and you saw what Illinois did this past Saturday after beating the Huskers, well, you might not be too terribly surprised that they might be losing a few players. Well, this time it is offensive lineman, offensive tackle, the kid from Chicago. His name is Valen Erickson. Now, previously, Missouri got Deshaun Woods to flip from the Huskers. Woods, a more highly ranked guy, at least as of this moment. But it really seems like this, this Valen Robbins, sorry, this Valen Erickson kid, YouTube, I tell you. This Valen Erickson kid has a chance to possibly become a four-star as well. You just look at his body, number one. The guy played right tackle for the most part in high school, 6'6", 315. That's quite the body for a a junior in high school, am I right? So the biggest thing you notice, only about 45 seconds worth of his highlights on the internet that I could find. But even in just those quick highlights, the one thing you notice – For a big man, he's got really, really quick feet. So a guy who could be a high riser, I believe Missouri's first recruit in football from the Chicago area since the recently medically retired Logan Christofferson, who signed with Missouri in 2017. Eli Drinkwitz, the staff, they've talked a lot about trying to get those cities that have direct flights from Columbia, Denver, Chicago, possibly Charlotte in the future. Those types of cities, perhaps Missouri has an advantage there. Well, maybe we're starting to see that that start to bear fruit. you got to start somewhere. And hopefully, Valen Erickson is the start of something good for the Tigers in the Windy City. Now, moving on to other topics, of course. Well, you know, I only have 22 to 30 minutes on this show each and every day. So I didn't get to everything I wanted to, in my recap of Central Michigan. And I felt a little bit bad that I didn't get to the safeties. Frankly, Jelani Williams and J.C. Carlize, Jalen Carlize, whichever name you want to go with there, both were really impressive. And I thought Jelani in particular... Really had some just massive hits. I mean, he absolutely murdered Khalil Pimpleton on a deep attempt in the second quarter there. Frankly, good for Pimpleton for getting up and remaining in the football game. That was impressive on his part. A legal hit right in the chest, but wow, for a kid who's 5'7, good for you. I tell you, I like Jelani's instincts. I like his bad intentions back there, but, you know, arguably Carlisle may have played even better. I thought his interception in particular just made an excellent break on the football. I've gone back and watched that snap several times, and he's the single high safety. has to basically cover the entire back end of the field. When you watch it, again, Khalil Pimpleton, probably their best weapon for Central Michigan. He's on the opposite side of the field in the slot. Coming up through the middle, you would have thought that that would have held any safety. Well, Carlisle, it didn't, it didn't hold him for whatever reason. He immediately started running toward where the football was going before the ball was even thrown. He saw something in that play that he had recognized on film. i got to imagine, some tendency, something. He took a chance. By golly, it paid off big time. An excellent play by him. Also, you got to love watching Martez Manuel blitz. He certainly loves to blitz. I can promise you that. So Missouri got a nice collection of safeties right now. I think with Gillespie gone to the NFL, Tyree, of course, Joshua Bledsoe, you had some worries there. But you know what? I'm feeling pretty good about the safeties right now just after week one. Of course, we'll have to see what happens against Kentucky. And right now it's looking like, once again, that passing game for Kentucky looks much, much, much improved. It's only one week, but it didn't take a lot for it to be improved because that's how bad their passing game has been the past two seasons. Really the last three seasons, but especially the last two years where they've been running a NFL wide receiver, Lynn Bowden, a guy who's in the league as a wide receiver. Well, they he was basically their direct snap guy. Kentucky going to be a lot more to deal with. And I think we'll see more out of that Steve Wilkes defense in week two, certainly a lot more variety than Missouri showed in week one. And you know what? Something I think we expected to see a lot more zone defense in week one, and we certainly expected to see hotter weather earlier in the week. So my whole point was, hey, get you some sweat block, right? Well, it wasn't the sweatiest day. It was actually kind of a perfect day. But you know what? It's still going to be hot. It's going to be 90 degrees today. If you're out on the golf course, get you some sweat block. Just trust me. Doctor created, doctor recommended, works for up to seven days per use. Dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't help keep you dry, well, guess what? You get your money back. You can't do a heck of a lot better than that. And these things are manufactured in the good old US of A. Wear what you want, wear it with confidence. Even if it's that favorite black Mizzou shirt that you love to wear, you're not going to pit it out. It's going to be awesome. Well, here's the deal. Go to sweatblock.com right now. Use the promo code On, and you will get 20% off your order. Or you can check them out at Amazon or at CVS. And of course, I got to tell you about my friends at Rock Auto where they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. And there's a good reason for that. Great prices, easy to use website. You don't have to sign up for a new login if you don't want to. It's really, really simple. And you know what? You know how their prices are reliably low? I don't even have a promo code to give you for these guys. But it will help us out if when you write if you when you get to there, how did you hear about us, Rocks? Just write Locked On in there. That really helps out your friends at Locked On, and we'll keep getting you these low, low prices at rockauto.com. So once again, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right. So with all those live reads out of the way, normally in the podcast here, I would just hit pause, gather myself for a minute, and move on to the next thing. But you know what? I'll take you behind the scenes a little. No pause button on the restream online recording, so I'm just going to have to fill time here until I figure out where I'm going next. But here it is. Here is where I'm going next, ladies and gentlemen. Let's start. Let's talk about special teams a little bit, and obviously it was encouraging. Missouri had so many problems in the punt return game just last season, just catching the ball, quite honestly. Well, not only did Boo Smith catch the ball at his opportunities at punt returner, I think he's going to be a much more explosive player back there, certainly than Cade Musser was last year. No offense to that young man, but... You know, Boo Smith only played a handful of snaps at wide receiver, but on two of those occasions, he got a couple deep shots from Connor Basilac. So that shows you the coaching staff likes him as, a, as an explosive player. He looks like he's got the type of body. Maybe he can be a little bit shifty back there at punt returner, but obviously the number one job is just to possess the football. So far, so good. There was one muff in that football game, and it was CMU's and we recovered it. Also, I thought it was interesting that Eli Young and Chris Abrams Drain, who, by the way, Abrams Drain was the punt returner early in last season, had a couple muffs against LSU, never saw him back there again, understandably so, but apparently they trust him a little bit more in the kickoff return game, and to be honest, that is a much less high-pressure position. Punt returns, you can get killed. That ball just hangs up in the air, twists around forever. you got to run up and catch it on the move. You're basically the one guy back. Well, in kickoffs, obviously not only is Eli Young back there, Dawson Downing is maybe 5, 10 yards in front of them too in case anything's short. So just not nearly as much pressure on Abrams Drain there. If they feel like he's explosive enough to make an impact as one of the two guys back deep, well, that's cool. But again, Number one job is to catch the ball now, because even on the kickoff returns, there's so few returns. Just worry about, once again, possessing the football. But I will say Eli Young, a good facsimile of Tyler Beatty. I think he could have some real explosiveness back there. If anybody's going to run one back for a touchdown with few opportunities, it could definitely be somebody like Eli Young. Now, one thing I saw a lot of people bring up once again, is up front. The offensive line, the defensive line, the relative lack of push on both sides of the ball. Well, I would just say Missouri was rotating a lot of guys, especially on the defensive line. Of note, true freshman, by the way, Makai Wingo, I've been in, erroneously calling him Mecky Wingo earlier in the in the offseason, but no, Makai Wingo, a true freshman defensive tackle, Played 45 of Missouri's 87 defensive snaps. And pro football focus gave him a pretty nice grade, too. So we'll see if he and junior college transfer Realis George possibly rotate in more on that defensive line on the inside. But I would just note that, again, Missouri was experimenting with a lot of different personnel groupings there. Different guys were getting getting action. But in terms of scheme... Not a lot of creativity happening there. And I think that was totally by design. I don't think Wilkes and Eli Drinkwins want to show Kentucky anything in week two. I think they understand how important this football game is. Obviously, a very unusual circumstance having it being in week two, but you know what? It is what it is, and you got to go with it. Now, the rest of the special teams, by the way, we've almost taken Grant McInnis for granted at this point. And good for him. That's what you want out of a punter almost. You don't want to think about your punter. If you're not thinking about him, that's probably a good thing. And he was very solid on Saturday. I'm pretty confident in him at this point. Speaking of confident, Harrison Mevis. I was sitting in the south end zone. That 53-yard field goal, when he first kicked it, I didn't realize it was that deep because, holy moly, that thing went deep into the stands, too. That thing would have been good from from Hallsville, probably, to use that stupid cliche. But really, not only that, I was just as impressed by his his go-ahead kick to put the game ahead 10-7. Not go-ahead, but the put-it-out-of-reach kick, the put-it-to-two-possession game. That was money. There was no doubt about it. And again, when you're not worrying about your place kicker in a world where hashtag college kickers has become basically a running joke, well, you're doing something right without a doubt. So, I love all of that, but you know what? There was something that I do want to complain about. It doesn't have anything to do with what actually happened on the football field. It was about my fan experience on Saturday. I love the new seats in the south end zone, it gives me a great view of coaches cam in fact. So that's real value that I can bring to the show. But boy, when it came to actually trying to get a beer, boy, that was a serious serious issue. And not to sound like an alcoholic here, my God, but if if you don't want me to drink a beer, then just let me know. If you're going to make it incredibly difficult, well, you know what? Let's just tease it. Let's tease the rest of this discussion because I do have one more live read I have to hit, and that is with our friends at betonline.ag. And of course, it is that time of year again. College football is underway. The NFL is just about to start. This Thursday, in fact, hey, let me help you out. Take advantage of Bet Online's opening day super promo. Make a bet this Thursday on the opener between Tampa Bay and Dallas. Guess what? If you lose your wager, you'll get the whole thing refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. And by the way, also check out this promo code locked on will get you a 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's a pretty tough deal to beat, folks. Once again, a 100% welcome bonus when you use the promo code locked on at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, sorry for that quick pause for those of you on, on YouTube. The old mouth was just getting a little bit dry there. But you know what? My mouth was also getting a little dry at Faro Field in the second quarter, too. Went twice during the game to try to grab just a quick Mick Ultra for me and the old man. But you know what? I actually abandoned that line twice. Not only because it was taking far too long to get through the line. That's one thing. That's an easy fix that, hey, guess what? Missouri, we can adjust a little bit here, right? Hire another beer guy or two in the corner. Hey, that one beer guy in each corner of the south end zone, that worked great last year when there was 11,000 people in the stands. But when there's 47,000, however many there was this past week, plus probably 50-plus thousand more going forward, let's adjust just a tiny bit. Pretty please, I'm begging you. But the other problem was, I wouldn't have mad been so upset at having to stand in line for a little while, except the black metal partitions that, if you've seen these at the top of the south end zone, they fold up and down. Now, every other game before this season, all the 2019 season at least, all, those partitions were always down. Now, what they do is they block your view of the game when you're in line or walking around the concourse. You can kind of see through them. There's little, you know, nickel-sized holes. It's almost like a a wrought metal fencing or something, for lack of a better description. So you can barely see through it, but it really does completely affect your view of the game. It'd be one thing if those partitions were down and I'm just standing in line. Hey, that's the advantage of the south end zone, right? This couldn't possibly be a COVID-19 thing, right? when everybody's all jammed in together in the south end zone, somehow you think this partition is going to do anything? Missouri Athletic Department, please, 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 the next game and the rest of the season, have those partitions down. And please get a few more people in the concessions lines. It's not just the beer people. Anybody who wants to get a water or a hot dog, anything like that, a lot of problems. I also heard people saying on the east side of the stadium, the ticket scanning line was just brutal, too. So let's step our game up a little bit. Desiree Francois, our new athletic director, talked has talked a lot about the fan experience. Well, trust me, we got a long way to go. And just in terms of, by the way, the audio mixing in the stadium, my goodness, we are just always bad at this, whether it's the Mizzou basketball games at Mizzou Arena or it's at Furrow Field the audio is almost always either too quiet or it's too loud to the point where it's obnoxious to listen to and to the point on Saturday where it was often distorted. I don't really recall hearing marching Mizzou that much because every time Missouri scores a touchdown, you get these the pew, pew, pew and all these stupid noises going off that are frankly, again, way, way, way too loud Because, again, Missouri actually cheaped out on something in the south end zone. For the most part, the south end zone is a glorious facility. But for whatever reason, they decided, hey, let's not put any speakers on this end of the field. Are you kidding me, Mizzou? A little bit of sound would have went a long way on that side of the stadium. So that way you can actually have a balanced experience, what's basically stereo, because I found it annoying on the south end of the stadium, the audio mixing and the sound experience. I can't imagine for the people who sat on the hill, who sat under the scoreboard on that concourse, how annoying it had to be in the north end zone just to listen to that annoying cacophony of noise for the entire game. I, I just don't understand it. We don't need to be come off as so desperate, by the way, too, to be like, Make noise, for God's sakes! Make noise. Let the people make their own noise. You sort of drown them out with too much artificial noise at a certain point, and they get it. Actually, has the opposite effect you want it to because people are. It's taking the energy out of them when you sort of beat them down with noise. I mean, my God, not to put too fine of a point on it, but. When the United States military, for instance, they've had enhanced interrogations. Well, what do they do? They blast like heavy metal music at really loud volume at people. Welcome to the jungle, everybody. We got fun and games. I, just enough with all this nonsense. How about some marching band? Or at the very least, if, you're, if you insist on this cacophony of artificial noise, can we at least get some speakers on the south end of the stadium and balance all that out. Stop cheaping out on things that are actually ruining the fan experience to some point. Mizzou has done a phenomenal job of marketing lately, especially on social media, on the internet. That team has done a great job of building interest and hopefully getting people into the stadium. Now what we have to do is keep them in the stadium and keep them wanting to come back. This is really important stuff because guess what? Eli Drinkwitz is already saying, I want to see more people in the stands. I don't blame him. I think we all want to see more people in the stands. But it, it, what doesn't help is you want to go get some food, a beer, something like that. You can't see the game. It takes hours. and I shouldn't say hours. It takes 20, 30 minutes to get through the beer line at halftime, the concession lines. You can't see the game. You can't see marching Mizzou because of these stupid partitions these are easy fixes, folks, but this is really important stuff, so please, please listen to me. I want our fans to have a good experience at the game, and yeah, myself included. I am talking my book here. I will admit that. And you know what? I'm also talking my book when I recommend that you guys check out Locked on Bets because, well, they're part of this network, but they're genuinely one of the best shows on this network, digestible, daily, daily. It's perfect for wagering because there's always wagers coming. So check out your boy Q and your and, and Lee Sterling at Locked On Bets for free on Odyssey or, or wherever you get your podcast. So, until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Zoo.